Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to be joined again this week by Matt. How you doing, mate? I feel a lot better today than I was Sunday evening. <laughs> well, as you should do, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll come on to that. Of course, of course. <laughs> we, we, we will, we will address. We'll cover that, all bases. That <laughs> elephant-shaped thing in the room. I am. Um, I'm going to apologise straight off the bat to everybody. I am suffering with man flu. I realise that uh, this is uh, seriously contagious and a very serious condition. So. If you are listening on a computer, make sure your antivirus is up to date, etc. But if I cough or sneeze or something, yeah, please ignore me. I'll try and edit it out. <laughs> I but don't. Yeah. I don't think genuinely. I don't think women understand just how bad it is. You know, oh, they got no they've idea. They got no. I mean, what what understanding have they got? Pain. You know, they 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 no. clearly don't understand that they man flu. No. Well, there goes half our audience. <laughs> I, I was about to say, you know, we we've lost listeners the last oh, couple of weeks. Mate. I, I'm. So, if you're listening right now, could you, like, poke around and see where everybody's gone, find yeah. out where they are for us? Because I, I didn't think I said anything that offensive on episode 25. <laughs> I mean, I know I mentioned the word of Judas, but I That, that should have got us a... listeners, shouldn't it? <laughs> you, you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've obviously upset some part of our audience. That's not good. I mean, I'm, I'm blaming Dan, officially. I'm, you know, Dan... Jumped on the podcast last week, and it's our lowest-rated podcast so far. So. Oh, it's not Dan's fault. Listen, I love listening to Dan. He he, he knows his stuff. He really knows his stuff. You nah, know. no, it's it's you got to blame him. He's not here. We were throwing you under the bus left, right, and centre last week. Know, You've got to get listen. on board. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. So yeah, everyone, uh, tell a friend and let them know. Although it's possibly no one's telling a friend right now because we got a competition where you can win a shirt. So everyone's like, the less people listening to this, the better. The more (laughs) chance I've got. And so far, we've run the competition for one week so far. This is the second week and the winner will be announced on next week's podcast. So, so far, it's actually two people have entered. (laughs) So at the moment, you've got a a 50-50 chance of winning if you're one of those two people. So... We'll come on to the competition later, though. But, I mean, I want to get it out of the way. So, let's talk about the North London Derby first. Um, yeah. We didn't show up. No. I think, personally, I think it's purely fatigue. I, I think that we played a very, very big game against Chelsea where we were all energy all over them. And it was just brilliant. We then had a, a different kind of game, but still we had to be at our best to beat Inter, who, ironically enough, we demolished earlier in the season at their ground, but lost. Mm. And then we had more of a 50-50 encounter with them at our place, but we won. Football's strange. It is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Inter have developed as the season's gone on. Um, whereas we caught them last time, we should have walked away with that win. We just should have. It was criminal losing that game. But but this time it was a hard-fought win. Uh, the Scum, of course, played their game. Then they had a Europa tie, which they changed pretty much their entire team for. Um, the rest of them stayed behind, rested up, and then went at us like hammer and nail. Mm. Uh, credit to them. They were better on the day. I I got no qualms to say that. I think the scoreline 
not not really flattering. I think yeah, okay, they they had the better chances in the game four two is what it is. Um, I the thing that I really stuck out for me is the surprise I had at how much beating us suddenly means to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I took away from it. So I, I I love I love the way Pochettino yeah kind of describes it. It's brilliant. The yeah. way he describes it's brilliant. It's like it, it's it's that thing, isn't it? You know, when you when you play a when you beat a big club, like I, I, look, we I know I put ourselves as a big club. I know we haven't won. I know it will always go back to trophies. I know it always will, right? And I appreciate that we haven't won trophies, but I still think that we 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 we're, we're in the mix with this with the big clubs now. We're in the mix there, you know. So genuinely, if we if we beat Man United. Like the obviously the old traffic game, I was you know we was all really celebrating that going mad, mm-hmm. but there's games now where we'll beat them and it's like yeah like when we, like when we beat Man United at Wembley last season, yeah. good, great result you know happy days, and and when but when you when you really beat a big club, you have that reaction don't you you know because yeah. you, like, you know we, we didn't wasn't sure we was going to do it and we've beaten them in a massive club, so it was just a testament to us how much they celebrated wasn't it? Well it. it... It genuinely surprised me, and and I tell you, I mean, you you're similar age to me. The time that we were really following football, teenagers into our twenties, losing the Arsenal was kind of routine. It was um, standard, wasn't it? Yeah. At, at their ground, I went into every game just hoping we didn't get hammered. Yeah, yeah. And you know, just hoping for a miracle. At mm. our ground, I used to go into it thinking we could we could do them. We could do them at the lane. Come on, yeah, come on, yeah, we could do them. Yeah. But it was the be all and end all. If we beat them at White Hart Lane, I celebrated like we won the title, yeah, and that's how exactly. they just celebrated against exactly. us. And it really caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, because for years, like all my Gooner friends beating us, it used to wind me up. They didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I never got any abuse, nothing. I used to just they used to just smile at me. It you know, made me want to deck them more. <laughs> Perhaps that's why they did it. But it to them, it wasn't a big deal. But when they'd play Man United, if they beat United, they'd celebrate like lunatics, and you know. Then they had their rivalry with Chelsea more, and if they beat Chelsea, and all of a sudden, Pochettino's right. It's a sign of real respect to us that when a side beats us, they celebrate like they've won the league. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Arsenal did. Their fans did. The you know, and don't get me wrong, it's the derby, and winning that game the way they won it, you know, all power to them. I I don't like them, but. Yeah, of course, celebrate it, Jesus. Yeah, enjoy it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they enjoyed it, but it is definitely a change. It was definitely a surprise to me that, wow, they they really are going mad over this. Beating us now actually means something. Which, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, kind of like a double negative almost on us. Which is, it never used to mean something, but I think that's the truth. I I genuinely feel that Arsenal fans in the past, you know. I mean, think of Chelsea, and I, I hate saying this because it was such a aggravating stat, but they used to call it three-point lane. Yeah, that's right, yeah. With good yeah. reason, you yeah, know. It, it didn't get named that just because they thought it was funny. It's because it was true. They just show up, <laughs> you know, they, we never, we could never beat them. And now we turn them over. But the, the best thing about it is two seasons ago when we beat Chelsea, I celebrated that like a cup final. We we absolutely demolished them the other mm. week three one that scoreline, and I walked away from that game just like oh what a good performance mm. there was there, I didn't go mad I didn't go anything you know I really enjoyed it because of how well we played but I'd have walked away from that if we'd beat Fulham Southampton whoever if we'd played that well against any of them because it was just a great performance 
I didn't have that same, oh my God, we've beaten someone amazing anymore. Now, if we go to Barcelona and win there, I'm going to yeah. go nuts. Yeah. Just yeah. so everybody knows. Yeah, I will... I will be posting dressing room selfies from my own dressing room. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It, that will really mean something to me now. Whereas before, you know, beating Chelsea would have been like that. Beating mm. Arsenal would have been like that. If we beat Man City, I would be like that. Yeah. So I, it just felt I'm really disappointed that we lost the game. But as I stepped away from it and the fact that a couple of days later we're back above them. I just kind of felt like, wow, for all the jokes about, you know, the the things have shifted and power and all stuff like that, it really has. You can't dispute it now. You can't, it is not something that people can go, that's nonsense. It it really has shifted. Yeah, and that's the thing, talking about the, you know, because obviously it's it's banter, isn't it? The kind of the North London is red or the North London is white. Now, when, when, when they beat us... All the, all the, like, you know, I've got a few Arsenal fans on my timeline, yeah. so yeah. it was all North London is red. Yeah. And after yesterday's result, and we go above them, you know, yeah. we, 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 we've got the, obviously the traffic light, Joe, which is, <laughs> sorry, yep. maybe we'll talk about it later, which is brilliant. But yeah, <laughs> like, they're, they're now suddenly you're getting the fact that the Arsenal fans going, oh, come back to me when you've won a trophy. You can't yeah. have it both ways. You, you know, you, no. you, if you're going to say it's, it's red because of one game, then we're allowed to say it's white because of one game. You know? yeah, it's, <laughs> Don't stop bringing I, trophies into it. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, and, but the thing is, though, and this is the thing that I think everybody has to get, get into their heads, which is there will always be something. You're never going to get away from this. If we win the League Cup... It will be. It's only the League Cup. Exactly. If we win the FA Cup, it'd be no one cares about it. Yeah, we've if won we it win the league, yeah. oh, it's a fluke. Mm. We win it two years in a row. Yeah, but what have you done in the Champions League? Come back to us when you've won that. <laughs> if we true. win every single trophy going available yeah. in one season, including the World Club Cup, we demolish everything. Harry Kane scores the winner in the World Cup final. They will still go. Better luck, won't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you can't just win, can there you? is no winning. So no. the sooner people get past the allowing that to wind you up the better because mm. when they say to me uh yeah we'll come back to we won a trophy then i just i mean i've won the argument because yeah. it means they've got nothing yeah yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, yeah you, you've just gone back to that cliche yeah and it, yeah so the actual game itself uh there was a lot of talk about the team selection and i, I don't want to get too bogged down in this because we've got so much else to talk about and some real positives as well but i what, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you to start with. What did you think about the team circle? What What are your thoughts, given the reaction as well that you saw? See, what my, did you think? Yeah, my, my so the the one that kind of uh, well, the the one that I think that, on the face of it didn't seem right, and especially mm-hmm. in hindsight, was the 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 one for for, for Toby. Uh, yeah. one. Now, if 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 Toby's not in, if Toby isn't injured, which I don't think he was because he played last night, didn't he? My, my, yeah, I don't no, know. Maybe, not, maybe... not not injured, definitely not, not injured. Yeah, definitely not injured. Right. So my only my only thoughts are because obviously I, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be like we can all have it. Like, we've all got opinions. We can all say look, yeah. that should have this. But I I I tend to trust experts. Okay, and and, yeah. and so I trust Pochettino. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's yeah. in, he, he's got some amazing people around him. So. He do, he's, he's not going to make. He's not going to take these decisions lightly. Is he? He's, he's no. not going to just like. It's not going to be something off the cuff. He's going to do. He's going to. This is going to be a well thought out decision. Now, all I can think it is, is that possibly with Toby uh, 
uh, going at the end of the season, mm-hmm. and with uh, one for FB and one for the future, with us, yeah, there's no better game to bloody him, is there? And and by say by, by bloody him, I mean obviously he's he's played already. He's played a couple of couple of two or three yeah. games, but that is a real you know kind of that's that's a, a bloody game, isn't it? You know, you you play the North London derby, it's not going to get more passionate. No, and so no. was it so, a, was it was it a decision? Like, was it a long-term decision or was it a, yeah. a short-term decision for possibly the Barcelona game? Yeah. It, it can only have been that because if you look at that game on its own, there should be no question that Toby should have played instead of one fourth. No question. Yeah. But then it's, it's got to be a bigger picture thing, hasn't it? Well, that, that's kind of where I keep coming back to, which is where I I think it's very difficult for fans to see it. And I, I get it. I mean, we're fans ourselves. Mm. But I always try and say to people, try and take a step back, you know, the, the passionate reaction to begin with is, oh my god, Toby should be playing. It's, you pay, you play your best players. You know mm. that's that's the the simple truth. And right now, Juan Foyth is a fantastic prospect, but Toby's the finished article. So you you play the finished article. You know, Kazai uh, Sterling's a fantastic striker in our academy, but Harry Kane starts. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It so I, I um, to me, the way I looked at it is. People got to remember that Toby's had two really serious hamstring injuries. We're not talking hamstring strains. We're talking things that possibly, if it goes again, he's going to require surgery, and that's basically a season out. Mm. And at his age, that's possibly career-ending. Yeah, genuinely, sure. it yeah. is. So you've got to look at the fact that the club know that, and the club are having to manage him. And he just played three games, or he played two games in like five days. And the, what Pochettino does is he gets everyone in training, he watches the training, and then he has sports scientists that analyse the data for all of the players. His son being one of them. Pock's mm. son's one of our sports scientists. And he really relies on that data when it comes down to whether a player needs to be rested or not, whether they're fit enough to start. And that's not changed. Ever since he came to the club, that's one of the things he, he brought in. And it's something that's not changed for a long time. And people are often very, very quick to jump at him about, you know, things. Mm. Now, I, I get it. We can all be critical. We can all say the manager should have done this, manager should have done that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But for me, he has to think about the whole season. He can't just isolate his thinking to one game. Mm. Now, if you imagine he'd picked Toby and Toby did his hamstring in that game and the sports scientist had told him before, it is a serious possibility. You need to rest. Now, the argument again is, well, why was he on the bench then? Well, here, here you go. Here's the actual truth of the matter. Our squad is threadbare. Yeah, sure. We signed nobody in the summer. We've got loads of injuries at the moment, haven't we? We have got injuries. We've also got the situation where in Europe, we've got our final game against Barcelona, which obviously we desperately want to win. Juan Foyth cannot play in that. He's ineligible. Mm. Jan Vertonghen's just back from injury. He was class against Chelsea. He looked leggy and out of sorts against Arsenal. Oh, just a bit. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like people are being massively critical of young Juan Foyth, and yet Jan Vertonghen probably had one of his worst games in a Tottenham shirt. Mm. But people are quick to forgive that because he's normally so good. Yeah, sure. Well, a 19-year-old who's just come into the team, he hasn't got that goodwill behind him, you know, to... Oh well, we've seen him play thirty games. Class will allow him this one to be poor. You know, he he's got to build that. He's developing, and the only way he's going to do it is to play. And yeah, of course, 
you know, we got to use our squad. There, there's no two ways about it. Pochettino's got to try and be as smart as he possibly can. Um, you look at the way he's managing Delhi Alley after his injury. You know, Delhi was on the bench last night. Well, Delhi, everyone's like, well, why isn't he starting? Because he needs to be managed. Delhi would play every minute of every game if he could, same as Toby. The same as any professional would. But the boss knows that he's got an entire season to go. Christmas is nuts. Our fixtures is like two a week constantly yeah, of for course. the next few weeks. We This is a really important period for us. In the next couple of weeks is season defining. If we lose to Barcelona, we drop into the Europa League. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference in revenue yeah, of course. You know, for the club. Also, it's kind of a big... It opens up a whole door of issues for the club, which some are almost comedic, but at the same time aren't. Because, uh, let me just give you one now. Did you hear about the Arsenal fan that complained the trading standards? Which is about the advert, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Tottenham as a club did adverts in the summer that the only place in London to watch the Champions League is our new stadium. Now, an Arsenal fan thought it would be funny to complain the trading standards, because obviously the stadium's not there, saying, well, the advert's not accurate. Trading standards probably looked and went, oh... This is a bit this is a bit stupid, but that's actually true. It is true. The problem the club have got is trading standards have now had a lot of complaints from Tottenham fans. Because Tottenham fans were sold season tickets off the basis of this marketing campaign. Okay. If Tottenham go out to Barcelona, the new stadium will open later on. The new stadium will open with Europa League football, mm. not Champions League football, and that advert will actually then be proven to be completely inaccurate. Mm. The club could face a fine. That's the club could have... For me. I, I, like what I, what I said, they've got <laughs> loads of problems coming off the back of it. Some of them are ridiculous, <laughs> but at the same time, it's a real issue. Now, Pochettino is the manager of the team, but of course he's in constant contact with Daniel Levy, he's in constant contact with everybody. He knows we really need to make it through for the club, for revenue, for his budget, everything. He knows, and uh, apart from that, he's a competitive soul. He wants to go and beat Barcelona. He's Espanol <laughs> through and through. Of course. So, we've got that aspect of the games coming up. But also, we've got the League Cup um, return North London Derby, the second one of the season, at their gaff again. Um, I have no idea what the teams are going to be like for that. I think we're going to field a very weakened, youth-orientated side. I don't know if Arsenal will. They've certainly got the young players, by the way, Arsenal. They've got probably about five or six youngsters that are very good. Mm. Um, so they could do that as well. It'd still be a cracking game, by the way, because some of our youngsters are right fiery sods. <laughs> Troy Parrott got sent off in a North London yeah, derby. I saw that, yeah. In his first North London derby for the academy. Love the lad. <laughs> he gets it. That's how to get into our hearts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Done. Scored God knows how many goals since. Don't care about that. He got sent off against the scum. But, you know, all joking aside, in the next couple of weeks, we could be through to the next round of the League Cup, through in the Champions League, or... We could be dropping into the Europa League, out the League Cup, and dropping out the top four. Do you see what I mean? We have to manage our squad. And people are just jumping on it. You've got to pick your best players every game. It's impossible. This is the thing. I I don't think... Look, I'm not saying that that, uh, Pochettino's immune from criticism. I'm not saying you can't criticise him. But what I would say is that... You just got like, it's that saying in Poch we trust. You have to trust yeah. him. Like there's yeah. like he knows with, with the, the team he's got, with himself, with you know the way he works with his players and and, and the information he gets fed to him. 
it's it's not. I don't think it's a patronising thing to say that he knows more than us, doesn't he? He he knows he, more than us. We can, yeah, we <laughs> we can have an opinion. No, I mean when I say us, I mean Spurs fans. Yeah, like, we, we we can have an opinion. We can say, oh, I don't think he should have done that. I think he should have bought a substitute. Like he's, he he can make mistakes. He can make mistakes, but yeah. we we need to trust that he has got he has got the information. He's got the knowledge. He's got the even probably the gut instinct with things. You know, because yeah. he's with these players every day. So. We just yeah, need to that, trust him. We need to trust that, him. That, for me, is where I... You know, the team selection thing, You know, we've just talked about that and talked about why I, I think people need to take a step back and realise he's got a damn near impossible job to manage this squad through. Mm. You know, they are fatigued. You know, look at the World Cup. You know, every most of our first team, our key players, were there in the final days of that World Cup. Yeah, Hugo Lloris for Tongan, yeah. Alderweireld, Dembele, who of course is out injured at the moment, Kane, Trippier, who's now, now we learn that due to that groin injury Trippier got in the semi-final, England then played him in the third and fourth place playoff, and it's now become a perpetual problem. Mm. You know, he's going to have that for the rest of his career now. It's not... For me, it's messed game. up. Yeah. Well, it was a meaningless game, but, you know, I, at the time I didn't think it was meaningless, but, <laughs> you know, now from a Tottenham perspective... That's our. That was our first choice right back. Is mm-hmm. now carrying this groin injury, where every time he plays, he's going down in pain. Yeah, sure. Last night he had to come off. Yeah, I mean, it did herald the the beginning of the legendary journey that will be Oliver Skip's career. He came on last night, <laughs> yeah, and he got big applause actually when he came on. Right, oh, mate, so. mate, the the legend begins. You were there. Yeah, you I was will there, be able yeah. to say you were there and saw his <laughs> Premier League debut. It wasn't a bad first touch as well. Did you? I don't know, did you see the highlights or anything. His mate, first touch, mate, brilliant. Mate. He, he's everything about him is brilliant. He's the Messiah. He, he, ha, he has arrived, and this is it now. This this is the promised land. Captain in a couple of years, but um, genuinely now, from my Oliver Skip love, I I think if you're going to be critical of Pochettino about anything, be critical about in-game changes. Substitutions. That's a debate that every football fan can have. Every football fan can have a different opinion. But at the same time, when the game's done or whatever, yeah, all right, we'll have the debate. But then park it. Yeah. Because to carry to carry the same thing on to a next game and apply the same thing all the time, I think's flawed logic. Mm. Pochettino in some games makes changes that are brilliant, and we win games, we get points. And then the next game, he might not make a change that we all think he should. We don't win. And everyone's like, oh, he gets it wrong every time. Mm. No, he doesn't. Mm. It's just you're carrying on. You know, every game's unique. Every situation's unique. He's got players on the bench there against Arsenal, for example, that he knew weren't fully fit and he didn't want to risk. Toby was there in case there was an absolute emergency. You know, Jan or or Wan. Jan or Wan. (laughs) You know, if they pulled up injured, he'd have had to have taken the risk and put Toby on. Yeah, of course. But you're not going to roll that dice if you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, exactly. Anyway, I've I agree. talked about the North London derby far too much. Got it out of your system. I don't know that I have, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I, the result is what it is. It was a freak result. We just didn't play very well. Yeah, but... it, it was weird. It was a weird one, wasn't it? Because like we we were all chatting, wasn't we, on the um, on the messenger thing? So the, the first yeah. twenty minutes. They were just destroying us, weren't yeah. they? And we was yeah, all going, yeah. this is going to just be carnage. And at half-time, I was genuinely like, how are we? How is that 2-1 to us? Like, I, I don't understand how that's happened. Nope. Uh, but then 
they their it, it seemed their equaliser seemed to go against runner play against the runner play. Yeah, we, we we came out strong the second half, and we actually did. when when the equaliser went in, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter because we we we're, we're playing well here the second half. Yeah, but that, they just but seemed it just to kill our momentum. It just did, didn't it? And then it just completely yeah. the momentum just completely went yeah. their way. And yeah. everything they everything they hit flew in, and yeah. it was just yeah game over. It was just compl- yeah. it was it was a bizarre game, but it, at the end of the day, listen, it was a North London derby, and I'm sure we would have. Like, you, you know what I was going to say, this Sam. I was trying, I was trying my mm. best, and you know, sometimes memory can kind of um, change the change history, change the truth. <laughs> yeah. But when when we beat Arsenal last season at Wembley one nil, I don't. Yeah. Rem- I remember obviously going mad when we scored. But I don't remember coming away from it thinking I'm going to have to text all my Arsenal friends and like it, I was pleased, like you know, and was, but I didn't feel that kind of. And going back to our earlier conversation, like it, it's just you know, it's, we beat we beat Arsenal, great. It's a North London derby, we beat them, but their reaction was far bigger, I think, than our reaction was to our last North yeah. London derby. I think if if, it, I, if no, my memory no, serves I, me right, no, you're right, you're right. The, um. It could, of course, just be down to the manner of their victory. You know, possibly. us getting over the line, winning one 0 felt more like, Phew, yeah, won possibly, that. possibly. You know, yeah. they they really did take us to the sword. Yeah, um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's three but points, one game. Let's move on let's move because on, I've got a few things I want to cover. The first thing I'm going to cover, and it isn't great news, but I'm going to cover it, is I have a Spurs ladies update. Yeah, not good news, mate. <laughs> That's right. Here come the girls. It's time to talk Spurs ladies. So whilst we were uh, playing the North London Derby, the ladies faced uh, league rivals Durham at home and actually lost 6-1. Really didn't see the result coming. I I, I knew it was going to be a tough game just looking at the table and looking at the, the results from the two teams, but... Uh, I think real freak result. Um, and then the ladies last night played against the London Bees in the Conti Cup and actually went down 4 2, having been 2 0 up, which is the very definition of Spursy. <laughs> um, yeah, the word. ladies, you know, the ladies are definitely part of the club. <laughs> you know, you can tell <laughs> just from the Spurs. results alone. That's the first time they've lost back to back games this season. Um, uh, obviously disappointing, but they're going to hope to put it right this Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, they're at home to Crystal Palace back in the league. And then they've got a really difficult tie against Chelsea or a league above in the in the Super League Cup. So, um, full credit to the ladies. They're going to have to get their heads down uh, and work hard to get it. They, uh, they're a really good group. And I'm confident that they can turn a corner this Sunday. Uh, I hope so, anyway. But Fingers crossed. They had a great start to the season, you know. They were undefeated for a long time, so so let's just hope this little blip now can be passed and and get back to winning ways against Palace this Sunday. Um, so yeah, that's the ladies. We have another game for the men, obviously, to talk about the Southampton game, which was last night as we record this. Uh, we won the game three-one. Uh, I don't think we got out of second gear really. I think we we started well. And then once we kind of started cutting through them and we seemed to ease off, which is a real worry this season for me, this kind of inability to be truly ruthless. Um, I don't know what that is, but, you know, you watch Man City play a team at the moment, they don't stop. They're just relentless trying Mm. to score goal after goal after goal. So this kind of, oh, this is easy, and easing up just invites teams onto you. And Southampton probably had... 
four or five chances last night, which if they tucked away, it would have been a very different game, obviously. Yeah, but our our goal in that sort of last half an hour lived a very charmed life. I've got to say, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a, a really weird game. Yeah, like it, it started off weird because of the the attendance, which I think was it the lowest we've had now in a league. It's game the already? lowest we've had yeah. now in a Premier League game. Uh, well, it's our lowest attendance at Wembley since it's been our temporary home. Yeah. Now, do you remember the capacity of White Hart Lane? Yeah, I was going to say this, Sam. It was about thirty-three thousand, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So the reduced capacity when we had that corner taken out, so was about thirty-three. Last yeah. night's attendance was just over thirty-two thousand. There you go. So it's a so white it looks, Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> um, it, it looked crap. It didn't sound great because of the stadium, but. On a Wednesday night against Southampton, with the greatest love and respect to them, they're not one of the glamorities in the league right now. Um, you know, cold Wednesday night, <coughs> wet, <laughs> miserable after the North London derby. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised the attendance was low, but at the same time, thirty-two thousand is our lowest of the season and still higher than a few of the club's highest. So. Yeah, I'm not massively concerned. I think the players could do with the support, to be honest with you, but I completely understand why so many fans aren't showing up at the moment. I I completely get it. Everyone's kind of sick to death of Wembley, and there's a lot of ill feeling, as we've talked about before, around the season tickets. But uh, I know you went... Um, so it must have been a bit of a strange atmosphere being in that bigger stadium. It was really weird, and it it kind of what summed up how weird it is with, with the attendance was the mm. uh, Southampton fans, the waste yeah. uh, section. They were only about they only took up about half their allocation, so you had yeah. that kind of that corner in Wembley, and half yeah. the half the seats were completely empty. Yeah, but they <laughs> they were enjoying themselves. I mean, oh, to be fair, that they've only won one game this season, so. They're going to enjoy themselves, aren't they? Because, like, you know, yep. they don't expect anything, do they? And nope. even when in the first half, when we was one nil up, they had a spot of possession. They started playing ole football. They started going ole. Uh. <laughs> it was just complete, obviously tongue in cheek. But they they kept doing that that thing that fans do, where they, you know, there's no atmosphere and then the shh and this and it, and yeah. it was quiet and it was it was funny because they obviously there's that song. Oh, when the Spurs and I think did we yeah. st- we we stole it off them. I think didn't we? Because it used to be over <laughs> the Saints. So normally, if there's any kind of atmosphere, they'll start to sing it. Us yeah. outnumbering them would just completely yeah. take over the song. But it wasn't. It wasn't even. It was just. No. It was nothing from us really. It was really weird. It reminded me of I took my little boy to um, see us play uh, AFC Wimbledon last yeah, season, yeah. the third round. And and I think part of the problem is well, there's lots of problems, but the the problem I, I the problem I probably focus on is the fact it is just and and this is no disrespect to Southampton, but it was Southampton, you know, it's it's yeah. never it's, it's you know all, all due respect to them, it's no glamour is it? No. And I, and I think as well, I don't know if you know this, what didn't help the attendance was that Spurs made it a Category B game. I know, right? I know, and it and it wasn't. I mean, a they're not a London club. B they. Barely managed to avoid relegation last season. Yeah. It and is you're a cat- at forty something yeah. quid a ticket. It's a, well, we, we I, my, I went with my brother-in-law. and We paid fifty-five quid each for a ticket. Oh, you know, and and it, it's that's against Southampton. You know, so it was a it was a category C game all day long. And I think if they'd have made it a category C game, you would have probably seen a lot more fans there. But would would they have made more money? Was it a money-making thing, or was it genuinely 
an error or did they genuinely think it was a Category B game? Because I, I can't work for the life of me no, work out I, any I, reason why that's a Category B game at to, all. To, to be honest with you, mate, they, they've they've made such a lot of mistakes around pricing, season tickets, everything this year. It just smacks of uh, being out of touch, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah just... you're right, mate. Do you know what? We we touched on this at the last podcast, me and you did. Um, yeah. I was When I was on the... I uh, I got the coach there and the coach back. I've got this fantastic deal with this travel company that um, oh, nice. take you to the grounds. So I, I got the coach there and it, he had talk talk sport on. So I was kind of forced. Yeah. I was forced to listen to it. <laughs> I couldn't like let's put my fingers in my ears. There was nothing I could yeah. do. I had to listen to it. And um, on the way back, uh, they had a Spurs fan phone in, yeah. and he he made, he said what you alluded to uh, the other week, which was if Spurs just made a gesture he said he, yeah. he was even saying even if they gave us a token for a pie he yeah, said even yeah, if they gave yeah. us a token for a pie that 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 would be something but there's just nothing there's no gesture at all it's almost no like no gesture no acknowledgement no just... of just completely messing us around like yeah. look, I understand look, I've said this before I understand the unforeseen circumstances circumstances they yeah. hadn't foreseen but yeah. at the same time it's 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 a it's turning into a bit of a mess when it comes to this, this, these these two is. grounds, and I think something like a gesture, like a ten pound game, for example, like make that Southampton pound a ten pound game, you would have probably had near a near on full capacity. Yeah. And 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 you say about it being a cold December night, and I think yeah. one of our one of our um, uh, a, a Facebook followers has alluded to it being cold. It wasn't cold, mate. It was nice. No. It was, I actually had a hat on that I took off and I was unzipped my coat. So the the, te- the, the weather wasn't wasn't bothering. You know, it wasn't. It was mild. It was like 11, 12 degrees yeah. for, a, for a December night. It wasn't cold at all. So the, 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 that, that wasn't a factor in it. And I know um, we, we'll go on to it uh, with the Facebook follower talking about the, the bag policy as well. But <laughs> I, 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 I think that a, a gesture by the team... Uh, well, by the club, sorry, would have had, would would you you would have had far more fans there, and the 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 excuses that fans are making, and look, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna criticise their excuses. Everyone's got entitled to have the excuses, and no matter how minor or large they are, but I don't think these excuses would be there if if there had been a gesture. I think fans would have gone, you know, and yeah, yeah. And, and you would you would have had you would have had a cracking atmosphere there. Fans would have come away happy, won the game three one. Look, the, the club have done this for us. But instead, it's just it's this kind of like, yeah, they're just taking the mickey out of us, and yeah, it it it, it, well, it won't it won't cost them much, would it? So. Well, another another example has been the uh, season ticket lottery to go to this fan interaction event at the yeah, new stadium. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've I've entered it. I don't know if I get my yeah, ticket. Yeah, and how much did it cost you to enter it? it? It doesn't cost anything, but if I do, if I'm successful, I've got to pay a pound. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, now they're talking about that this helps them test the pricing and everything like that. Can is it just me or does it constantly feel like a, a joke? You know, if it's to test the system, then it could be a penny. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but you're not. You're, you're taking six grand for what? For for what? It just <laughs> it just feels like everything at the moment. It's just this constant cash grab and a fu to the fans. And yeah. I genuinely, we've reached a point now where it feels like there's a little revolt. It does genuinely, you know, you look at the attendances, Cardiff was our lowest, now this game's our lowest. Mm. 
we if it keeps carrying on, by the time they do announce the new stadium and right, our first game's gonna be on this date, the fans are just gonna be like, Yeah, and what are you gonna do for us? Yeah, What's, sure. Where's our sorry? Where's our But the club I've got their fingers in their ears and just keep saying, Oh, we keep getting so many lovely messages of support. Well, Come on, yeah, uh, yeah. We're all I'm, supporting you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to go down the road of it's, it's us that make you because I, I understand that you know. Obviously, there wouldn't be a football wouldn't be, wouldn't be what it is without fans. No. But at the same time, they get a large bulk of money from TV rights and, and yeah, things like that. So, yeah. But I guess it's the fans watch it. You know, they fan, they've got to have the interest for the fans to pay Sky. To well, have you, have you ever watched a game where fans are banned from the game? No, yeah, it's no, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. You watch, you know. Was it the I Croatia Bar- one? Was it the Croatia well, I watched, game? Yeah, yeah, the international. But I remember watching a Barcelona game last year. Yeah. Leo Messi, one of the best players in the world, beats three, scores a wonder goal, and you could just hear. <clears throat> <laughs> so weird. And, isn't it? But that's you know, where's the attractiveness of yeah, that? I turned yeah. it off. Yeah, that's, sure. You know, I watched yeah. it for like five minutes because it was so weird. It was a novelty, but. Mm. If you don't have fans in a stadium, you don't have an atmosphere. For all for all the jokes, that atmosphere in that North London derby was phenomenal. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. watching that on TV, and that atmosphere made it. The players were fired up. Mm. Everything was stamped. The battle at the bridge when we were at Chelsea that time, and it was 2-2, that atmosphere that night was just, wow, something mm. else. And the atmosphere inside the stadium generated by fans comes across the TV, which makes it a spectacle. That's what Sky, etc., pay the money for. Our new stadium, with all of the design features and all of the things they've got there, will be an incredible atmosphere, but only if we've got fans in there. Yeah, sure. You know, you you get 10,000, 12,000 in that stadium. I guarantee you it's going to sound crap. Yeah, well, I mean, 12,000 in, in the new stadium is almost equivalent of 30,000 in Wembley. It, it's, yeah, it's, it exactly. Just, yeah. It was just weird. Really, really weird. And It's, it's it, almost like I meant that. <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. Didn't see right, that one. so we are going to move on, but we beat Southampton. Um, the only thing, yeah, before we move on, then, so this is one thing me and you've talked about it before, and I still don't fully understand this. So maybe someone listening can message us afterwards and maybe lay on something. We beat Southampton 3 1 last night. We Every goal we post to our page. It gets minimum interactions, no comments, but we're updating you that Tottenham have scored. We are winning the game. When we post if we concede, or the full-time result last night, they scored literally not long before full-time. So it was one post. Uh, Game's finished, it's 3-1, Southampton grabbed the late consolation goal. Every comment, you know, people like seem to enjoy the aggravation of it. And rather than, yay, we won, it was, oh, I can't believe we conceded another late yeah. goal. How rubbish is fourth? Like, and all yeah, that. <laughs> I'm like, what? We just won a game 3-1. We, seriously, everyone's angry about this? I just don't understand it at all. It's this weird sense of entitlement. You know, people mm. write in, this isn't good enough. And I'm like, seriously? Mm. Um, so if we hadn't conceded that late consolation, would everyone come away from that game going, oh, perfect performance? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, but anyway, it's time for me to do my loan update. Do you want an update on our players that are out on loan? Good. Because here it is. So 
so yeah, here we go. Uh, we've got five players on loan. Uh, Samuel Shashua, <laughs> Connor Ogilvy, Marcus Edwards, Josh Onoma, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, I'm going to run through them. Um, Samuel is on loan at Atletico Baleares in Spain, the Segunda Division. Um, his younger brother, by the way, Armando, is captain of our under-18s. We've not lost a game all season. Oh, wow. And he's playing really well. We're, t- um, we're top of the league in the under-18s, aren't we? We're definitely going oh, to be... Oh, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are We are very doing very well. Um, awesome. Samuel's doing very well. He's getting lots of game time. Uh, he's starting lots of games. He's coming off the bench if he's not starting. He, he's an integral part of their team. Um, he's getting assists. He's a wide player. And, yeah, he's a very skillful young player. And for a development, for a season of first-team football, playing in a league where... The technical aspects, kind of the focus, yeah. it makes perfect sense. I know a lot of people are probably just thinking, "crap league," but it's not about that. You know, let's be honest here: League Two football in this country is not good football. It's you know, kick, yeah, wallop, yeah. crash, bang, yeah. and a really skillful player at that level probably not going to be, you know, yeah. probably not going to develop that well. Um, I think Samuel possibly could use a championship loan next season, and I think he'd get one. Um, championship level in this country it'd definitely be a step up again for him but yeah um, every time you can find the highlights uh, on Twitter Atletico Baleares do a really good social media presence so track him down you can see him regularly on there very very good young player awesome. Connor Gillenham now, now Samuel who I was just talking about he's 19 years old now Connor's 22 um, Connor I've said it before I, I genuinely think He's working his way out the door. I don't think he has a future with Spurs. Um, he's a left-back, left-sided central defender. And he's on loan at Ginningham for basically the second second season in a row. Um, I I think his loan's up in January. Whether that gets extended like it did last year, we'll have to wait and see. He's rarely... Uh, he's in and out the team. He's basically there as squad cover for left-back and left-central defence. When he does all right, he's a good, solid footballer. Uh, I don't think he's at a level where he's going to break into our team. So for me, the best thing for him would be to secure a permanent move, which is no disrespect to him. I, I don't, I, I don't mean that sounding so blunt, but he's just not. You know, sometimes players go off on loan and they are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Look at you know a few players last season that did it, and then they come back and put gives them a chance. I don't think that's going to happen with Connor. Mm. Marcus Edwards, the one that most people want to hear about. Um, he turned 20 a few days ago. Uh, the 3rd of December, he turned 20 years old. He's on loan to Excelsior in Holland. Very similar situation to Jan Samuel Sashua, which is basically playing in a more uh, technical, orientated league. Marcus started there very well. Uh, he was playing every week. Playing in the same sort of position you'd see Sonny play for us. Um, similar formation to how we played with the three behind the main striker. He's completely fallen from that. He's in the last four games, he's been subbed off when he started, then was on the bench but not brought on, in the bench but not brought on. And in the most recent game I looked at, he wasn't even named in the match day squad despite being fit. Um, Marcus has got all the ability in the world but struggles with work ethic side of the game. Now, lovely lad, or I've actually had the 
great chance to meet and talk to on a couple of occasions. He, there is just something in his game. Now, I, I don't know. I don't work with him, <laughs> you know, so I can only judge from what I watch. I can only judge from the way coaches give him an opportunity and then he seems to just vanish down the pecking order. Um, when I watched him at youth league level, he was always just a class above everybody. But at the same time, tracking back, doing doing the work aspect, uh, it just doesn't seem to be there. And we all know if you're going to be an elite level footballer, you need to have every part of your game. You can't just be a, a tricky winger anymore that if you lose the ball, you just throw your hands up in the air and wait for your teammates to win it back. Yeah. yeah. So... His loan's not really working out, uh, you know, he's, he's not getting games anymore. So, again, come January, I'm going to be interested to see what the club does there. Because we do have an option to bring him back, and it'd be interested to see if they maybe try and find him a different loan. We'll have to wait and see. Josh Onoma, again, uh, Josh is 21. I know he's been around for a long time, so people maybe think he's older than that, but he's not. Um, he's on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, when he first started the season, he was playing a box-to-box central midfield role. And I was so delighted with that. And he was doing very well. Reading a lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans' reactions, they were really pleased with him. He had a bit of an injury, and since he's come back, he's been used all over the place. The last game I watched him, he played on the right wing. Right. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there either. I know this update's a bit a bit sucky. Um but he's basically on the bench. Uh, they bring him on and put him wherever in the midfield that they're lacking. Uh, but he's not getting a lot of game time. Again, over the last four games, he started on the bench every game. So, you, don't, you don't think that's because of uh, the injury? They just got look, get him back in? Cause it, possib- it, to be honest with you, yeah. he was injured quite a while ago now. Right. He, you know, he's It's possible the injury, someone came in and did really well and now he's got to try and win his place back. Mm. But... From our point of view, and I always look at this from our point of view. Now, Sheffield Wednesday, of course, have got to look at it from their point of view, which is fine. But from Tottenham, from us as fans, Josh needs to be playing. Yeah, of course. The whole idea of a loan is he plays every week and he gains that experience. He gains that uh, steel, if you like, in his play that he can then come back to us and push for a first team place. Now, a lot of people have just written him off, but, you know, a lot of people wrote Harry Kane off until he came back, and he was 23 when Harry Kane really burst, you know, really did it. You know, Ryan mm. Mason was 22, 23. So, it's not that he's passed it to break into the team at all. It's just he needs to be playing games. Now, Cameron Carter-Vickers, basically the same story. He's in and out of the team. Now, Cameron's only 20. A lot of people always think he's older as well. Um, he's on loan at Swansea, and over the last four or five games I've looked in on, he's been on the bench every game. Uh, he's right. come on once, so I, I don't know. I mean, the club used to have one person who was in charge of setting up loans, and that person left a couple of seasons ago, and I genuinely think the club needs to reinstitute a policy where these loans are really looked at. It's all very well Pochettino wants these players to play under coaches that he rates or plays similar systems, but it's no good if they're just sat on the bench. Yeah, of course. It defeats the object, doesn't it? It does, it yeah. does. So that's the loan update. Um the five players I'll I'll bring another update, you know, in probably a month. I'll probably do it January, towards the end of January. So the Christmas period, which is busy as hell, uh January games, you know, we could well see them all get some minutes and hopefully re-establish themselves at these teams. Or possibly we might bring them back to the club in January and you never know. I mean, Josh Onoma 
could well be brought back as a midfield <laughs> because our midfield's so threadbare. Um, yeah. You never know. And sometimes players can go on loan and look dire and then you bring them back and they're phenomenal. You know, mm. They're around better players, therefore their level raises. you got to remember as well our homegrown player issues that would be solved. Cameron Carter-Vickers, central defender. At the moment, we're struggling with that. Cameron, although an international for the United States, is classed as homegrown. You know, he's British passport as well and came through our academy. Marcus Edwards, homegrown. Samuel, homegrown. Connor, homegrown. You know, the club, just for sheer numbers, if we can't afford to buy anybody in January, might just bring them all back. We yeah. shall see. Yeah. But yeah, I'll do that update again sort of the end of January and we'll see where we are. But um, my friend, it is that time that I'm going to hand over to you. And it's the time the fans have been waiting for, to be honest with you. <laughs> this is it. It is time for Matt's Stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Yeah, please to say Matt's Stats is back. <laughs> right. So... It's like you said earlier. I was at the game yesterday, and uh, we're we're three new up, uh, feeling quite relaxed. And I th- go to turn to my because I was there with my brother-in-law and tell yeah. him the uh, the fact that we haven't drawn in a while. And I was yeah. like, Matt, don't say anything. It's no, <laughs> the no, worst no, thing no. you could possibly say. So I didn't, yeah. and I left it until I think the 85th minute before I told him. But I, know, I think I might have mentioned mentioned it in a previous podcast. We haven't drawn in ages no, in the league. We haven't. No, the, the last time we drew drew in the league was uh, April the seventeenth against Brighton, uh, which was a one-one draw. Yeah. So it, I, I was thinking, is it just un, is it is it un, that uncommon not to be at this stage in the season and not not you know not drawing the game? Yeah. So. Yeah. I looked at every league, all four English leagues, no yeah. team has draw, uh, not drawn apart from us. Uh, La Liga, Bundesliga, Syria, Ligon, all them clubs, No one's had a, uh, everyone's had at least one draw. The only yeah. club I could find who have, haven't have yet to have a draw, had a draw in the league is PSV Eindhoven. <laughs> like in the kind oh, of really? major, yeah, which is quite bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's quite funny. Yeah, so I. Um, I know last season Man City went a few games because they just seemed to win every game, didn't they? So I looked yeah. into that and Man City uh, last season, they went 18 games without a draw and I think they probably won away 18, didn't they? <laughs> I think it was like one defeat in that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, oh no, no I, that's, that's, I think I can see something similar happening in this season. But um, So I'm, I was thinking, I wonder how, what, what kind of records there are like when it comes to kind of and not drawing games, so yeah. only twenty nine clubs. So this is uh, in the in the English league. Twenty nine clubs since eighteen eighty eight. I guess when it all started, yep. uh, have gone thirty or more league games uh, without drawing. Okay. Uh, the most recent one, I say recent, was in nineteen sixty six. Black, oh Black, wow, Blackburn. Uh, A good that, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, vintage year for England. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, they went thirty games, and the record. Uh, of amount of matches uh, without a draw in the league Aston Villa we were talking about earlier funny enough hold that record way back in 1891 they went 51 matches without a draw wow. so we've got a way to go we're at 19 yeah, at yeah a little bit Yeah, <laughs> you do realise that our next game is going to be a draw now you've done this yeah. but yeah okay carry on <laughs> 
Well, that's, do, do you know what? I, I know we'll probably, we are going to talk about the Leicester game later. We but are, I yeah. Genuinely see that being a draw anyway. You know, they're that kind of club, <laughs> they? So probably winning my record. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so that's, that's my, that's all my, uh, my stats on, on the, on our kind of our draws. But I wanted to touch on, um, on a, on a, comment that was made on okay. our, um, our Facebook page. I know we asked, we always ask fans, don't we, every week we to uh, put their put their questions to us. And it may have possibly been on the back of that, it was on, the, on that post about the asking questions, but when you was, you know, you was talking earlier about uh, when we put that post up about uh, yeah. conceding the third goal and there was yeah. a lot of negativity... We had a we had a um, a comment uh, a question from Liam Liam Hickey who says why yeah. can't we keep a clean sheet yeah. right uh, and in that game we didn't I mean really I no, mean no. like I say Should that have done, but... yeah that goal it it led a it led a charm life and even yeah. though I, I mean I haven't seen a replay of it on television from where I was sitting it looked it looked miles offside so I don't know how oh it was it, it was their goal have you seen was it? offside yeah. He looked miles offside. Yeah, but I mean, they they probably deserved it. I mean, they deserved consolation. They they were you know they hit the, hit the bar three times, and yeah. so I think they deserve it. But it made me think like, have we well, how many clean sheets have we kept this season? Because I'm yeah. sure we've kept a few. So I've kind of looked at our our football peers, if you like, you know, the, the sort of yeah. the, the clubs around us, you know, to give yes. us a bit of a judgment call. Now, the, the, so this is just league games, so. Yep. In terms of clean sheets this season, Liverpool are bossing it at the moment with nine, and then you've got Man City on eight. But them two, are, them two clubs are just you know they're they're oh, just on their own at they're, the they're, they are on their own, aren't they? Yeah. Then you've got Chelsea on seven, yeah. and then you've got us on five. We've kept five clean sheets. So we kept clean sheets against Man U, Huddersfield, Cardiff, West Ham, and Palace, yep. and then Arsenal and Man United have only kept two. And considering Arsenal are on this like what twenty game unbeaten run at the moment, so they're not playing yeah. badly, are they? So when you when you compare us to to these teams, we, you know it's it, what we've kept five out of fifteen. So we're, a third of our games we've kept a clean sheet. So yeah, it's, it, I I understand what you know. Liam's looked at the game and he's gone, oh, he's so frustrating. Why can't we keep a clean sheet? But we have kept clean sheets this season, mate. Yeah. And yeah. you know it, it's just it's part and parcel of football, isn't it? It's one of them things where you know the, the Wolves game, for example. Well, you know I know we end up uh, conceding two goals, but yeah. that could have easily been a, like you know the way we was at three new up. It looked like we wasn't going to, and it was a mistake that kind of led to that. So you, you know we, we're we're doing all right when it comes to clean sheets. I, I don't I, I know we, we've me and you've spoken in the past about you know the defenders making mistakes or the team making mistakes yeah, and yeah. letting there, in there silly goals. Definitely, definitely this season there's some kind of mental fatigue or something which is causing the team just to completely switch off on so many occasions. Yeah, um, but, but I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know me, I, 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 well, I, one I, in, I'm one in take, three. Yeah, one in three, one clean sheet in three games. Oh, no, it's not. man, a... I'd have given anything for that in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A clean sheet well, in like 1996 was only when my mum changed me bed, ladies uh, and gentlemen. It was, oh. I would have taken one clean sheet happen. in ten, like back in the day. Oh, dear. <laughs> Like no matter who we played, we're going to concede no matter what. And Ian Walker used to just laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just. I think it was just trying to score more than we let in. That was always the philosophy back then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much all Ardiles when he took over the team. Like, okay, we're playing five up front. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, crazy, but fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Fun to look back on. So. We are going to be playing Leicester next. I've got to be honest, playing them at their ground is just a nightmare for yeah. me because they are just a team, possibly because of the title winning season for them and we were the only team chasing them. 
there seems to be a real little niggle rivalry between the two teams, which is mm. fair enough, and that's good. That's good for the game. Yeah, of course. But they they want to beat us. Um, I on paper we should go there and win, but I know that they have got players there that have got the ability to win in the game. Jamie Vardy, for one, loves a goal against us. Mm. Um, the kid in midfield, Madison, who they've signed. Uh, so we're going to have to go there and play well. There's no two ways about it. And oh, it's probably cool. now you've just done all that going to be a draw. <laughs> you've only got to look at the last the last game of last season to see, you know, oh, how entertaining yes. Leicester Spurs games can be. It was well, that, that was, was just insanity. That that was like you know, it was kind I've of aged years during that game. Seriously, <laughs> it's like grey. It's not. It's you should not try gone. being there, Sam. It was just ridiculous. Like I think. No, like, I, uh, I I've been to enough <laughs> games that have been just like hell on me. To be honest with you, the, the, yeah, no, it was I great. But I mean, we 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 thumped them, didn't we? Um, and uh, granted, it was at the end of the season, and their players yeah, are probably thinking about their holidays. Wrong, if but we, if we go there this weekend and do them six one again or whatever it was, I I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I'd do yeah. Harry Kane the grab Take four? That. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um. Oh, oh yeah, just another thing that make you laugh about Arsenal fans. You remember when Kane was winning Golden Boots two seasons in a row, and how that didn't mean anything. Mm, yeah. You will see how much. Aubameyang being top of the goal scoring chart yeah, suddenly means to them. It means, oh yeah. my word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bless yeah, them. Yeah. Bless their little cotton socks <laughs> and their inbred families. Um, so yeah, Leicester. I mean, to me, it's a tricky game. It is yeah. a really tricky game. They're a 100%. really decent side in the Premier League. There are no easy games, but going there, yeah. Um, hopefully, the lads will know going there is going to be tough and we can really show up because if we don't then we're going to we're going to lose uh, yeah, simple as that I agree Yeah, they're, they're no mugs Leicester are they you know, I, know, no. I know they're obviously not the same team that won the Premier League they've still got an element of that in the side but you know they, on their day they can they can beat anyone can't they and yeah, yeah it's, they really can yeah it's, it's, it's one of them ones isn't it where like you say you, we kind of go in there and on paper, we're expecting to win, aren't we? On paper, we're expecting to win. It feels a little bit... It feels, for, to me, a little bit like going to play West Ham. You know, what? Yeah. on paper, we should beat West Ham. But they tend to raise their game, don't they, when they play us? And I think Leicester, even though they're not London rivals like West Ham are, they seem to do the same, don't they? And it probably... You're, yeah, you're right. Do, it's probably, yeah. It probably goes back to that kind of... that. Um, that t- that season that they won the season, title, yeah. And that, yeah, and the kind of little rivalry. So I guess that's where it, it sort of comes back from that. And probably yep. in a way, them us walloping them that, that season a couple of seasons ago, they're probably yeah, the that like... probably yeah, that probably didn't help. <laughs> that probably didn't help, uh, you know, our relations. No. But, um, okay, so it's time to turn across to all the comments from our Facebook page. Now it's time for your comments. And we have a few. We do. Um, and some I have to take because I'm not going to unleash your inner demon. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to open up with the first one. Now, apologies if I get this name wrong, okay? So um, I really need to get glasses, I think. Okay, <laughs> Luella Harris. Is that how you say that? Do you reckon L O E L L A? Luella. Luella, yeah. Luella Harris. Luella Harris says, Why do we always use Hugo when we have three goalkeepers? Any plans for the January transfer window? Um, It's an interesting one. Goalkeepers generally aren't rotated. Um, It's just a thing in football, probably because they're not doing as much running as other players, etc. Hugo is our first choice. He's the club captain. 
why is he playing more uh, simply because of that? I don't think he'll play in the League Cup and possibly with the FA Cup draw being against a lower side, he probably won't play in that either to be rotated. But goalkeepers don't have the same wear and tear on their bodies as other players. Um, so that's generally why they're not rotated. Uh, Hugo played very well again um, last night. So... I know a lot of people have been very critical of his decision-making earlier in the season. I was very critical of him for off-field issues. But, you know, you just got to look at some of the saves he's made recently to realise how important he still is to us. So that's why he's starting. Any plans for January? We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and I think it's going to be obviously with the January window opening, you know, in a matter of weeks, once Christmas is out of the way, etc., it's going to be a subject for every podcast during January, so I'm not going to talk too much about it now. Yeah, but I agree. My, my big thing I would say is people really need to curb their expectations uh, genuinely now. I, I think people are expecting, because we didn't sign anyone in the summer, we still have some pot of money. Mm. Yeah, don't, no. don't, don't assume that. Uh, James Hogan says, uh, I think it was Graham Roberts that said recently that it's when you're all playing badly that you need to feel the support of your fans. It was Mickey Hazard on our podcast. Go back and listen to it. Uh, good old Mickey. Um, uh, James goes on to say, I understand people have opinions, but the attacks on our players and the manager are outrageous. Uh, couldn't agree more, James, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, what is going on with Spurs fans right now? Question mark, question mark. We have Foyf, who is a brilliant and confident defender, single-handedly blamed for Austin's goal last night, even though it was offside, and he's consistently slated Jan against Arsenal, just completely ignored. Well, we touched on that earlier. Mm. Why are we so determined to see youth come through just to rip them apart? He makes a great point. Yeah, I agree. Um, To be honest with you, Stefan, I... I fear it's modern football, to be honest with you. I think social media is giving a voice to everybody, and some people should not use it. <laughs> um. I think I'm sure I saw it on a uh, on a stand up. Uh, one of the stand up comics said it, and mm. it, oh, who was it? It might have been like Ricky Gervais or someone like that. Yeah. But he said that with social media, you've got you've got people who would have been in their basement. Uh, just talking to themselves, like you know, playing the computer or, or hmm. something, and suddenly yeah. these people have got voices, and everyone can hear them. So, yeah. like opinions, like and and like we, I can't remember. Can't, I won't be able to tell you how many times I've said this as a yeah. caveat. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I yeah. appreciate that, but sometimes these opinions just they just they don't make I, sense, and they're like we don't want to know about these no, stupid opinions. I, I got I got no issue with people having opinions, even stupid ones. My <laughs> issue comes when people state their opinion is fact. That yeah. drives me insane. <laughs> and anybody who's on our Facebook page will see me on almost every post. Whenever I'm arguing with somebody mm. over something, it's not because I think I'm right and they're wrong. Mm. It just aggravates me when people say, "Well, he's crap." Fact. Yeah. No. Cra- no. <laughs> no. That's your opinion. No, it's not. It's fact. No, it's not, you moron. Look up fact in a dictionary. And then they, people get upset because I call them a moron. And yeah. Then we get messages to the page complaining about me, which I then answer and say, <laughs> I own the page, you dickhead. No, no anyway. No, Listen that's, up. That's I, I'll filter that. Filter, I'll edit that. I blame Trump anyway um, for all this and his fake news. And oh, Honestly, God. I blame Trump. That's where, I, that's where I, the blame lies. I, I just genuinely know... I, that's it. That's my that's my pet peeve. I will put it down. Is when people state their opinion as fact. 
<laughs> so if we start seeing loads of that on the page now, we know that people listening to this are sarcastic kids. <laughs> uh, Marty Ost, hey, nice to hear from you, Marty. says, do we need to buy two new fullbacks? Uh, Aurora, <laughs> yeah, uh, Aurier, and Davis just aren't cutting the mustard. Rose, whilst he seems willing, isn't the same, and Trippier's now got this injury, which <laughs> um, we're now hearing about, which is going to be persistent. Um, we had the best fullbacks in the country a few seasons ago. Um you know, is Walker Peters nearly cooked? Um, who do we need to look at instead? I think the fullbacks debate's a good one. Um, mm. I was critical of Ben Davis a few weeks ago, and I think his standards actually lifted. So clearly, he listens. Um, <laughs> I think. But, with, I think with the with the fullbacks, um, um, mm. like we we'd always, I always go back to that last season at White Hart Lane when we had Carl uh, Walker and Danny Rose. Yeah. They, we were spoiled with them too, weren't we? Yeah, they were, in were the just form of their phenomenal. Careers. Yeah, absolutely, the form of their careers. They'd been with us for a number of years. They knew the club. They knew the players they were playing with. It was like a, you know, when just everything comes together. And yep. they were just phenom- yep. phenomenal. And I, I think the problem we've got at the moment is Danny Rose isn't that player anymore. I don't think. No. And you've got, uh, but with Ben Davis, I, I like him, and he's you're right, he's playing better, but he's never going to be one of them. One of them fullbacks is he? He's, he's. I always no, see him as quite he, a safe is, fullback, uh, you know. He's he is what I class as a left back, not a left wing back. Yeah, he's he's dependable, I think, but he's not kind of. He's never going to be a Danny Rose, is he? He's never going to be bombing it in, and you know, he, he's he's scored a couple of goals. I, I seen my memory serves me that against Newcastle yeah. last season, he he found a space yeah, that you normally see Danny Rose ben, in, but. Yeah, Ben Davis last season was developing and all of us were kind of a bit taken aback. It's like, wow, he's really pushed on in his mm. game. And this season, he's not. You know, this season I felt like he's gone backwards. And even though he has levelled out performance-wise and is hitting a bit of a standard now, he's not kicked on, which is disappointing because last season he was, like you just pointed out, he was popping up in the box. You yeah, know? sure. Was... Now... The other thing I'd say is this season we've changed formation a lot. You know, we're playing 4-3-3. You know, a lot last season we played three central defenders with mm. actual wing-backs. Yeah, sure. And then when the, the the main system that Pochettino always used was a flat-back four, but the wing the, the, the full-backs were basically wing-backs, but in a flat-back four. And you had a guy like Dyer who would just, whichever one went, he'd just slot he'd in. cover, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, we've not really done that and I don't know whether that's because teams started to work us out which is possible so we had to vary things but yeah Davis isn't isn't Danny Rose in that now when it comes down to signing players to kick on um at right back I'll keep banging on about this I, we should never have signed Serge Aurier we just it was a waste of 22 whatever it was million um for all the off-field issues alone I didn't want us to sign him. The fact is, he's a bloody gooner as well. I mean, what's that about? <laughs> but but anyway, um, we had Carl Walker-Peters there, who two seasons ago, everybody at the club told you he was ready. Mm. Every fan who watched him play told you he was ready. He got man-of-the-match performance on his league debut, and then nothing. Yeah. His career has completely stalled. I love Pochettino as a manager, but I am genuinely concerned for Carl Walker-Peters' career right now because mm-hmm. he should have played last night. He's in the squad. He trains every week. Everyone talks about him, raves about him. Kieran Trippier, just back from an injury, 
played last night and is now injured again. Yeah, it would have Where, made sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're not going to play him in that game last night against Southampton, who with the greatest respect we should be beating, and we did fairly comfortably, we never got out of second gear, that's a game that Walker-Peters should have been playing. So if he's not playing that game last night, why not? And what's the point in us having him? Mm. Let let the kid go and get football. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So that that concerns me. But again, we'll talk so much about transfers in January. Let's let's leave that for then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fullbacks. I think you're right. It's something we need to look at. But I do also think people need to remember we've changed our tactics. The the marauding, all encompassing, non stop, relentless fullbacks isn't our style of play right now. Mm. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, Ben Thierry says, "Are Pox in-game tactics an issue? I.e., not responding to changes. It's happened a few times recently, notably when Ramsey came on. Um, is there something else causing these problems? We touched on this earlier, Ben. Um, it'd be interesting. Possibly, let's all do this. Let's do this as a group now. Let's all buy into this for the next few games." We'll all watch and we'll see how many things or changes and stuff like that we feel could have been done earlier or missed, etc. And let's just see if it is balanced or if after every game we're coming away with that same feeling. I genuinely think that people will come away and it'll be fairly balanced. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? And, and it, it goes it goes back to what I was saying earlier, doesn't it? You know, it, it, We've all, we've all got different opinions. I mean, like I give you an example. Watching the game yesterday, um, he he took more he took more off. I'm trying to remember who he took him off for. Yeah. Uh, on the, I think around the 70th minute, and yeah. more needed 90 minutes. He really needed yeah. 90 minutes, and then we was three new up, and he left like Sun on, for example. And you just think, well, yeah. Sun, you know, Sun's played a lot recently. Take him off. Let more yeah. play that, that, that the last 20 minutes, but. Then, like I said, like I said to you, that we, we there might, there might, there's elements yeah. that we probably don't know, well, you know. Well, this so this is it. These are the things we we can have opinions on stuff, but yeah. we can't fully berate people because we're not in charge of all the facts. Yeah, of course. If, exactly. if he sat on the bench and the physio says to him, "Right, Lucas needs to come off," he's just signalled to us. They might not want to broadcast. Oh, I took him off because he picked up an injury, especially at the moment with mm. the way we're carrying, we're the walking wounded. Yeah, of course. You know, a load of things. I remember just a few games back where a player signalled at the bench and he got subbed, and everyone was going mental. Everyone moved. Like, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he needed to come off. What, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's um, let's move on. Uh, Matt Hope says a couple of comments rather than a question. Hugo last night so underrated in the grand scheme of things. Agreed. He was great. Mm-hmm. He was. Sonny getting so unlucky he does everything right to score about two goals a game. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, a couple of seasons ago I said everything he struck seemed to find the bottom corner. At the moment the poor guy's doing everything <laughs> but he seems like he's got to yeah he needs like more luck than anything to get the goal but it's I love great watching seeing him. him. Oh, yeah. mate, the I smile. Is yeah, I, I, I yeah. just honestly, Sam, I just—he's one of them players that when I go to games and he's in the he's in the starting he's, eleven, he's a it, reason to go. Isn't I it? love watching him. He's just yeah. he he brings something so exciting to that game. And you and you and you're right. You know, he loves the game, which is probably part of it. But yeah. he's he's an exciting footballer. When he gets the ball, 
he kind of he does he tries to do things with it. He'll run at defenders, or you know he's got he's got such a phenomenal shot on him, and you know he's a, he's a great player, really good player, yeah. and just yeah, one of those players that when I look at how much I pay for a ticket every every like when I go to a game, part of that is because I'm seeing Sonny, you know, and I'm happy to yeah. pay it to watch him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he'd like to watch. Mm. Um, that was a nearly a good joke, that wasn't he? Sunny delight. Anyway, <laughs> I think you guys touched on it previously, but fair play to Toby for just getting on with it and putting a shift in every game despite what goes on behind the scenes. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's the first time I've finally accepted that the moose is off. Although he's a legend, I have to say, uh, it's a less of a blow now. We've got Musa 2.0 up and running. <laughs> oh, God. He, he I don't played know away where... when he came on as well. Yeah, he's he's um, just a different player. Like, you know, he came mate, on. He... <laughs> just wake me up before you go, go. Yeah. Um, who needs uh, Dembele when you've yeah, got exactly. Sissoko? Um, <laughs> he's saying, should we rest players against Leicester with Barcelona? And mine? That's such a tough call, mm. but... See, this is it. The manager has got ridiculously tough calls constantly right now because yeah. if you go to Leicester and lose, everyone's going to be up in arms because North London will be red again. Mm. But he's got to think about the Barcelona game. He's got to think about what's bigger for the club. Yeah, and course. bringing Champions League football or staying in Champions League football right now is big. So, yeah. man, it's difficult. I don't want his job. Would no. You? <laughs> no, I don't want his job at <laughs> all. I yeah, I don't know. Um, Marty he, asks. Sorry, um, Sam, mate. Four, yeah. So I was going to say, he gets paid four and a half million, mate. So don't have too much. Uh, don't, don't feel sorry for him too much, mate. Oh, fair, fair point. Yeah, <laughs> if I got paid that, I wouldn't care. I'd do whatever I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I've picked uh, Nicholas Snackerdoodle at left back. Who? I don't know. He worked in the canteen. He said he could play. Just before, do you know what? It. Before, before you, sorry to interrupt again. But before yeah. um, I, you, you, you said, go on to the next comment, I don't know if yeah. you know this, but my, my brother-in-law told me this yesterday when we were at the game. Yeah. Obviously, with Mark Hughes uh, being uh, sacked. Yeah. Um, I, I, just before I tell you about Mark Hughes, but before that game, especially with that new manager in, I was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna get fumped here because they're gonna be playing <laughs> for their new manager." So I'm, I was actually really yeah. pleased from that aspect. But he. Uh, Mark Hughes has been paid 18 million I think in um, uh, what do you call it like a compensation compensation yeah over his over his lifetime he's made 18 million from being sacked yeah yeah. (laughs) football's one of the only careers where you make a lot of money from being crafty job (laughs) he he surely can't get another job now he will he probably will yeah I don't get it I don't get it and then and then I was seeing like David Moyes pop up like yeah I'd like that job of course you would yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd love a job where if I if I'm crap at it, they pay me a fortune. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Uh, Marty Ost again, twice. He wants to know why isn't Harry Winks getting the start in the bigger games? I can actually answer this really quickly. Um, he is really struggling with his ankle. Um, he did and look he is, right. He is being managed very carefully, and you know this is not. This goes back to our squad being so threadbare. We need Harry. Harry needs to. We need him for Barcelona. We need him for games coming up, and we need him for the whole season. And it's not a case of him not starting in these bigger games. Um, he does offer a lot more creativity than Dyer Sissoko. Definitely, Sissoko's energy levels is massive for us for transitioning from defence to attack, though. Um, and now he seems to actually be able to run with the ball. It's it's huge. It's it's such a difference maker. You see Sissoko go storming forward now. I don't go and grab a you know nice pot of tea. So I know he's going to fall over his own feet. <laughs> I actually think something might happen. Yeah, so it's yeah. exciting. Yeah, cool. um, Marty brings up Baggate. 
I didn't go last night as I always carried a rucksack to work and this completely puts me off games right now. Yeah, um, the whole bag thing. This is a Wembley policy, but I'm being told there's going to be a very similar policy at the new stadium. Uh, the Supporters Trust are in constant talks about it and I am monitoring it so we can update people uh, via Facebook page via this podcast. Uh, it's a debate that's very niche but to a niche to a lot of people so whereas 20, 30 odd thousand are like why the hell are you bringing a bag into the stadium anyway Mm. to a lot of people who work and then go straight from work to games because let's face it that's the only option they've got and they want to support the club which is great then this is causing a problem now I know there's a lot of stuff being talked about possible solutions around uh, bag searches and being kept in like a cloakroom but at the moment nothing's set in stone so uh, I'm gonna have to leave that but yeah it's it's well worth pointing out that there was a number of people I saw on Twitter last night saying I'd be at that game but I finished work I got my laptop with me I've got a bag with me I've got some people were like you know I've got a bike <laughs> you know and I'd be yeah. at the game but they, they, I got Sorry to interrupt, yeah. Sam. They, they did say... Um, see, I didn't see the the, the uh, email. So they, they emailed us before the game, everyone that was going. Yeah. And I I, um, I never take a bag into the game. But funny no. enough, yesterday I did. Because yeah. I had... Um, I've got a pair of headphones, like, like over-ear headphone, yeah, headphones. Yeah. And I didn't want to look like that guy from Arsenal Fan TV around my neck. So I, I, I took a bag with me. And, um, I'm so very pleased, yeah. <laughs> there are no, a few other I, I, reasons you wouldn't yeah, look like him, yeah, by I, the way, I, but you'll I, carry yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at the... I looked at the so I, I'm, I don't want to obviously get in any... Actually, I don't know if... I don't, this, is, this is what happened, right? So I, I I had a bag, and it, and so when I looked at the email, it said that it can't be any bigger than A4. Yeah. My bag was bigger than A4, okay? Oh, it was, did it was they let those, you in? Not only did they let me in, but when I went through the door, through the, um, you know, you go obviously through the turnstiles. Yeah. There was someone with a, with a desk, and they go through your bags. I looked yeah. through it, saw my headphones, fantastic. There you go, mate. And then we walked off. There was there was there was no problem at oh, all. Dear. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know about you, mate, but I think we should tell. I'm telling, as my daughter would say. I'm telling you, but it, they, they actually, I think they said on the email that. You're allowed laptops now. You're allowed to take laptops yeah, into the ground. This is the, I mean, I, I love this. So basically, they said that the bag needs to be this size, but yeah, laptops are okay. Yeah. Um, but last night, some guy showed up with his laptop bag and everything, and they told him no. So he went mental on social media, tagging everyone under the sun. And then there were other people going, well, I walked through this gate and I, yeah. it was fine. Yeah. And then the bloke ended up going through a different gate <laughs> and was fine. <laughs> so to be honest with you, it's a bit of a cluster. Yeah, and yeah. It, just, it just feels like everything at the moment. Everything's a farce. <laughs> everything's <laughs> cocked up. Bloody hell, sort it out. Sort All right, we got two more. Chris, oh, balls. Chris Felstead. Chris Falstead says, late night in Australia. Uh, Good eye, mate. There you go. That's lost him as a listener. Um, <laughs> trying to think of the best lineup with a back three versus a traditional back four. Full strength squad, of course. Go. Who would be our best back four? Um, okay, yeah. Mine, mine's possibly going to be controversial. So, who would be your best back four? Everyone's fit. So. Back four. So what we're going to say: two centre backs and an additional left yeah, back and, and right two, back. Yeah, two full backs. Yeah. Right. Well, Vertonghen. You got to be Vertonghen yep. in there. And yep, Subriyan. 
For me at the moment, Toby, I, I, I love the guy. Like you know, it's no coincidence that yeah. he we kept so many um, so many teams have such a low sort of you know gut amount of goals they can see when he's in the squad. It's, that's no coincidence. Yeah. Them two agreed. And then um, probably Davis left back, and yeah. then uh, Trippier right back. I guess. How about well, you? Well, bloody hell, yeah, identical. Yeah. Okay, so now we move on to a back three. Right, so I, I, I think you've got it's got to be Vertonghen, Toby and Sanchez. It's a back yeah. three. Yeah. yeah, I agree. No, we're on, yeah. we're on the same page. Who would be your wing backs with a back three? Uh, Danny Rose on the left, even though he's yeah. not the same player, I still... and As a wing back, fully yeah. fit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, who would you, would you go for, Leroy? I, I... Uh, me, personally... Walker Peters. Yeah, yeah. You probably like the two ga- the games. Is the very little we've seen him. He's he's done well, hasn't he? Like sort of yeah. in that kind of wing back position, yeah. he can cross the ball as well, can't he? So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it. I agree with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Better than Serge. Okay. Yeah. Serge Aurier's worst performance so far is the day we made him wear rainbow laces. Everyone <laughs> can look into that and think about it. He, um, he, he has. He has <laughs> to be fair. He, he like he had a good game. Um, was it the Inter Milan one? Him and Sissoko no, played. Mate, he's played all right this season yeah. a number of times, but I think there's when you sign a player at fullback for twenty something million quid, you want him to be at a consistent level, and I don't think he offers us that at all. I genuinely don't know when he plays what we're gonna get, mm-hmm. and I think that's an issue. Genuinely, I think that's an issue. If if uh-huh. he plays a game and he's solid, you kind of go, oh, brilliant, yeah, there there he is. There's the player pot obviously is developing yeah and then against Arsenal uh, I can't even we might as well have had him sent off and played the game without a right back Mm -hmm. he just wasn't positionally he was all over the place he offered nothing going forward he he was making decisions and tackles that you're looking at going just stay on your feet yeah sure um, yeah, he seemed to lose his head in that game, and I swear it's because of his laces. Um, so, <laughs> Steph, Stephen Gandolfi, Gandolfi says, inside the mind of Marcus Edwards, is he the next Ravel Morrison? Now, come on, that's cruel. <laughs> um, we talked about Marcus earlier on. I, I've uh, been lucky enough to meet the kid twice. He's been ever so kind and polite and took the moment to say hello before you know he had to go and do stuff. I find it very difficult to be massively critical of young players. I think, unfortunately for him, perhaps he's had some people around him telling him how brilliant he is for a few years. Mm. And that's kind of, you know, he's now struggling to understand why everyone doesn't think that. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. You know, yeah. why, my, my manager doesn't think I'm brilliant. Well, he's wrong. Um, I... I I hope, and it can happen at different times for players, that like your maturity kicks in and, and you develop as a player. I hope that really happens now. Um, the player who I watched as a youngster and I thought was going to be something special was John Bostock. And John, like Marcus, just didn't have the work, the aptitude, anything to, mm. to develop. And he only came to him when he was like 26, 27 now, basically. Mm. He's playing in Belgium, I think, at the moment. You know, not in a league, this really big league. Yeah, Um, sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's it, really. I think we're done. Fantastic. I've enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, it's been nice talking to you again. You're much nicer than that Pratt from... (laughs) I feel like like that, that result, although... 
the actual performance. I know, obviously, like the last thirty minutes, it was a bit of a backs against the wall, lads, kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like that result was what we needed. The result, the three yeah, three one yeah, result, yeah. Just, and it, just and it, win the game. And yeah, and and it put into perspective the fact that although it was a North London derby and you've got pride at stake, as a, at the end of the day, it was just three points. And yeah. as it's proved. You know they've drawn with one. We've gone above them again. So it was it yeah. was just a one match, a one off. So yeah, I feel like that's out of my system now. And then if we can get a positive result on Saturday against Leicester, then we we're right back. We're right back on 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 the uh, on course and again. By by positive result, we all now know that we're going to draw. Because we're <laughs> yes. stats, so yes. I, I don't even know if it's worth watching. We might as well just post. We drew on the we page did. now. Um, but yeah, big thank you to everybody for listening. Um, the only thing I've got left to say is obviously we do have the win a shirt competition. To win a shirt, you have to find us on iTunes and leave a review. The review is. Did you hear this last week? By the I way, I did, and it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, well basically I said that this week I'd give the opportunity to anyone who's currently entered before but not won. If you've already won once, don't enter again. You're not allowed. Uh, but if you've entered before and you've left the review and you, you uh, and now obviously you can't do that again. So we got an opportunity for you. We have got a phone for Spurs News. This is going to be so deadly, by the way. <laughs> oh, cool, Sim. I can't wait for this. <laughs> so, basically, to enter this week, keep checking the Facebook page. We are going to post the phone number for Spurs News. Spurs News phone will you, will take text messages. It's an iPhone, so iMessages. It will also have a voicemail. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions so you have to ring or text do what you want to do and that's how you can enter if you've already done the review uh, before I'm going to be posting it on the page uh, from tomorrow every day leading up to it on the podcast next week we will reveal the winner and then we'll get the shirt out to them sort of as soon as possible it should be there in time for Christmas but yeah my friend that's us done fantastic take care mate Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.